Welcome back to the Blueville Podcast. Andrew here. Today's episode is a, a pre-recording of Dr. Chuck Marr's seminar on fall vegetable gardening that he gave at the garden store on July 29th. I was unable to attend that seminar, so he's my next door neighbor. So the Friday before I had him over and he gave the presentation to me personally in my living room and I got it recorded and uh, here's that presentation. Enjoy it and have a wonderful day. Well, first of all, the important thing to recognize about all vegetables is that we can divide them into two general categories based on their preferences for growing in the climate. They're called cold, cool season and warm season crops. And as the name implies, the cool season crops do best growing in cool weather. Warm season crops, exactly the opposite, uh, prefer warm weather. Our growing season here in Kansas is such that we have both cool season and warm season, and we can grow both types of vegetables. What most people don't recognize is that in most years, we have a repeat of spring again in the fall. And so those things that we normally associate with growing in the spring garden, the cool season crops, can be grown again in the fall season. Now, I said in most seasons, and uh, this is not a guarantee that we're going to have a, a, a good season either in the spring or the fall or for that matter in the summer in any given year in Kansas. Last year, for example, uh, fall gardening was a, a total disaster, uh, mainly because we did not have a fall season. We had an extremely hot, dry summer season that just persisted. Actually, it persisted clear up until almost the last week of October. So we didn't get cool, a cooling off period. We certainly didn't get any fall rains. We had one of the driest falls in record. And we're suffering still from that with a lot of plants that suffered a lot of serious overwintered plants that suffered a lot of damage because of that stressful fall season. But normally we reach a point that happens usually about the second week of August when we begin to get cooler nights, the days begin to cool down, and that becomes a repeat of being able to grow in the spring. So what we do basically in the fall is to sort of do spring gardening backwards. Those things that take the longest period of time, we begin first. And those things that take the shorter amount of time, we can plant later. Um, now, because the cool season crops thrive in cool weather, many of them, most of them, have a tolerance to a freeze. Our average freeze date here in Manhattan is the 15th of October. What that means is that half the time it's frozen before that time and half the time afterwards. So there's no guarantee as to when it's going to be. But normally uh, we can get to the middle of October with a pretty good chance that we're not going to have a freeze. However, uh, those cool season crops can generally tolerate a temperature certainly down below freezing, down to 
most of them as low as 28. And that date gets down into late October, like the 25th, 26th of October. And there are a few cool season crops that can tolerate temperatures down in the low 20s, down to 24. And we don't reach that average date until the 5th of November. So we have an extended period in the fall, not, on, not just separated by that middle of October date, but actually can get down into early November for most of the cool season crops. Um, the advantage of fall gardening is several. One is that the crops mature into cool weather, which means that the flavor and the quality of most things that we're growing um, is really, really superior to that in the spring. Uh, we also generally have fewer weed problems in the fall. Weeds are germinating and trying to survive, um, and they know that they need to do that in the spring and the summer, and they stop germinating and stop growing in the fall. So we have a lot fewer weed problems. Um, we usually have fewer problems with insects in the fall. Same thing, insects have pretty well completed their life cycle. And many of the insect problems that plague us in the spring and summer aren't around in the fall. Uh, the other thing is that we can sort of do a, an in-place storage, I guess. Uh, for example, things such as beets and carrots, instead of having to dig them and look for a place to store them, they will actually store in the soil until the soil begins to freeze solid. And that's usually not until we get up into uh, early to mid-December. So we can actually go out and dig them slowly and gradually as we need them in the fall. And then the final thing, of course, is that we can actually double crop, two crops a year. Um, plant a, one crop in the spring, have the same crop again in the fall. Now, a few principles about going about this process. Um, we usually begin about the third week of July with those things that take the longest period of time. Now, of course, that's not a real pleasant period to be out in the garden and trying to get crops established. So what we can do is to start seedling plants in a growing container, such as a transplant growing container, such as you would in the spring. And we don't have to have a greenhouse or anything to do that. We can simply put them in a protected location in the shade, uh, somewhere in the house, near the house so that you can remember to keep them watered and uh, grow a transplant that you can set out into the garden about the middle of August. So those long season crops begin about the third week of July. Um, the second thing is that we would normally plant deeper in the fall than we do in the spring. Again, the reason for that is uh, in the spring, uh, we're concerned about getting things to germinate and when we plant them shallow, the soil warms up quicker. In the fall, it's almost the exact opposite. We're trying to keep, keep them a little cooler. So down deeper is a little better. Also down deeper, 
we have a more consistent supply of water. And when we plant very shallow um, in summer heat, we usually have to do a daily watering almost to keep those seedlings watered up. When we plant them a little deeper, we can get by with watering every few days. And the other thing is we would work up the soil the same way as we do in the spring. Till up the soil, firm it up, um, maybe water it well so we have some good water down below. Uh, but don't worry about fertilizing. We can accomplish the fertilizer later and we can also rely on some of the carryover fertilizer that was left over from the spring. It's sort of dangerous to put fertilizer in real hot weather. Uh, very easy to do what we call burn plants and actually is desiccate them, dry them out with fertilizer application. So those are some of the general principles of fall gardening. The other thing you'll be amazed about in the fall is how rapidly things germinate. In the spring, it would take a long period of time for things to germinate, but in the fall, things germinate very, very, very quickly. Uh, so some things would be up in a matter of just a few days. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about some of the general groups of vegetables that we can grow in the fall and have good success with. And the first of these, and the, I say the first of these, is ones that take the longest period of time to develop. And these are the cold crops, cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, Brussels sprouts. Um, and we would plant those again usually in mid to late July. But those are good ones to start little seedling plants, grow them and set them out in the garden about the middle of August. Um, we would grow basically the same varieties that we would grow in the spring. Um, cabbage and broccoli are very reliable in the fall. Actually, cauliflower is more reliable in the fall than it is in the spring. And the reason for that is many times in the spring, uh, the cauliflower heads are exposed to a, a lot of heat and uh, the quality is not as good. Sometimes the heads begin to, uh, begin to separate, whereas in the fall, the heads remain nice and solid the way that you would normally see cauliflower as it grows in the store. And then things such as Brussels sprouts um, can tolerate a, a lot of cold weather. They can tolerate temperatures down probably around 20 degrees. So we have a much better chance of growing Brussels sprouts in the fall than we do in the spring. And also the flavor and quality of Brussels sprouts in that cool fall weather is far superior to that in the spring. Some people would argue that the flavor of Brussels sprouts is bad regardless of when you grow them, but others of us uh, love uh, Brussels sprout. Um, there are some other um, cabbage-related plants that we can grow in the fall, such as Chinese cabbage, uh, very popular now as, as a stir-fry vegetable. And then, of course, uh, kale and collards, which at one time were pretty exotic things, but now have become uh, quite common. The other crop that we can plant in the fall 
is not a cool season crop, it's a warm season crop, and that's green beans. But green beans uh, usually take about 60 days to develop. So we would plant those in very late July to early August, and they will grow and develop and set pods usually by early October. And then we will have another couple of weeks to enjoy those before we get that fall freeze. Green beans are a crop that will not tolerate any freeze at all. So the first hint of 32 degrees and they turn black, that, that the season's over. But the flavor of fall green beans is far superior to that of spring green beans. Uh, another group of vegetables that we can plant in the fall and have good success with are the root crops, beets and carrots. Uh, again, planting early August. Most of these mature in about 60 to 65, 70 days, so they will mature by early October. But they will generally tolerate a freeze, and we can have temperatures that will go down to um, 26, 27 pretty well and not really harm the plants. So we can still be harvesting those things um, clear up into late October and again even if the tops are damaged we can still dig up the roots and so forth probably clear up until mid-October uh, excuse me mid-December sorry um, now the crops that mature a little faster are things such as the leafy greens various types of lettuce particularly leaf lettuce um, romaine lettuce and um, it's called uh, bib lettuce or buttercrunch lettuce can all be planted around the second week of August. These mature in a shorter period of time and we would have those again ready sometime in early October. Um, another crop that works very very well in the fall is spinach. And the reason that it works well is that we can harvest the spinach in the fall, clear up until the time that the freeze will kill it, and spinach will usually tolerate temperatures down into the 23, 24 degree range. And then if we leave the plants there and mulch them down a little bit, they will actually carry through the winter and give us another crop in the spring. Now that crop in the spring is going to be very subject to what we call bolting, which is producing seed stalks. So you'll get one flush of real early spinach and then the plants will go to seed quickly. But it's also a crop that you can get probably the earliest of anything you can harvest out of the garden. Um, many people have gotten good crops of spinach in late March, which is usually before any, anything would really come in. Um, and then the fi final crop that uh, we can plant uh, in the fall are radishes. Uh, radishes are about the fastest maturing crop that we can grow. There are a few varieties of red, round radishes that will mature in 28 days. So we could plant those almost as late as late August and still have them mature by early October. Um, the other thing that we, we can plant in the fall but not utilize in the fall is garlic. 
And garlic is uh, a crop that overwinters. We plant it in the fall. It grows a little bit. Then it dies down. And then in the spring, it begins to grow vigorously, very early, and produces a full-size plant that we can begin to harvest, usually sometime in late, uh, mid to late June. And uh, so garlic is a little bit like uh, our winter wheat crop that we plant in the fall, harvest the following spring. Uh, you cannot plant garlic in the spring and have it produce bulbs yet that season. It has to be planted in the fall, carried through the winter and grows in the fall. So those are some of the crops that we can grow in the fall and we can have good success with. Uh, there are a few things that don't work in the fall. One of those are peas. Peas require a cool temperature to germinate. And the summer soils are just too warm. So you can pretty much waste your pea seed by putting it out in the summer. Some people have tried to trick them by putting them in a cold, cool place and getting just to start to germinate and then try to put them out in the warm soil. And that's probably a good way of winding up with rotten peas. So it, it, just, it just doesn't seem to work. Um, the second thing are onions. Onions uh, bulb in relation to the length of day. So onions will not bulb in the fall. Now we can grow what we call salad onions or some people call them scallions where we could plant some onion seed and grow a small uh, spindly onion plant that we can use as a salad onion or a green onion. But we cannot get onions to bulb in the fall. Uh, the other crops that we can't really grow in the fall uh, are the perennial crops, asparagus and rhubarb. Those we typically plant in the spring. We harvest them in the spring. And um, we really can't, I guess we could move them in the fall, but we can't move them until they are completely dead, uh, which is going to be pretty much late November, early December before you can actually dig them up and move them. So in that case, you might as well wait and just try to move them in the spring. Um, and then the final uh, crops that will not grow in the fall are any of the warm season crops. Uh, the one exception to that would be something like zucchini squash. You probably could get, if you planted in early August, maybe um, a crop of zucchini in early October. Uh, but what happens with those warm season crops is when it begins to get cool, they really, really slow down. And most of us think of zucchini as being, you know, very, very vigorous, very, very productive. Uh, oh my heavens, I've got zucchini all over the place. Uh, but, because, but that's because they're maturing in that warm summer weather. When we put those plants in the cool fall weather, uh, 
they just sort of sit there and look at you. Uh, it, it takes a long period of time for the zucchini to develop. So um, you may take a gamble on it, but for the most part, the, any of the warm season crops will not grow well in the fall. You might be able to get a crop of, uh, like I said, of summer squash or zucchini in the fall. Maybe, maybe not. So, um, anyway, that's kind of an overview of this fall gardening process. It's really a delightful time for gardening in Kansas in that uh, we have usually quite a bit of garden space that's freeing up from all the things that we grew in the spring. Um, we don't have to really invest in any sort of plant covering devices or worrying about a late freeze or anything like that. The insect problems are usually far fewer in the fall. So all we have to do is to basically till up, retill up the plot and allow it to settle down just a little bit so that it's not real loose and fluffy and then go about planting seed. When I first came to Kansas, um, I was going to do some fall gardening and I went to one of the garden centers and said, I want to get some seed. And they looked at me rather strangely and, well, it's, it's not planting season. And I said, well, I, I think we could. And uh, so they went in the back room and found a seed rack and brought it out and I got some seed. But now uh, the, the thing has changed dramatically. All the garden centers still have an abundance of seed supplies. Most of them have all their seed racks out in place. And uh, its seed racks will remain in place usually until we get into Christmas season when we start taking them down. So uh, we have uh, an abundance of seeds and supplies that you can get started with. And... Uh, so there's no reason to, and it also in many cases, they've even begun to discount some of those seeds. So you can get two packs for the price of one and so forth. If you would like some more information on fall gardening, we have a, a publication in Kansas called the Kansas Garden Guide that has been recently revised. It used to be about a 70 page printed publication and now it has gone into a web-based publication that's about 200 pages long. So there's a lot more information. And there is an entire chapter in this new revised Kansas Garden Guide on fall gardens. And you can simply uh, type in in your computer search en engine, Kansas Garden Guide. And... Uh, you can log in to K-State and download a copy of this web-based Kansas Garden Guide and then just print out the pages. That you, don't print out the whole thing. It's gonna, it'll cost you a, a fortune in ink to print the whole thing out. But you can print out that section of fall gardening, and I think it's about uh, six or seven pages long and has a good description. And there's also in that Kansas Garden Guide a calendar that shows you when to plant and when the crops will be approximately when they'll be ready for harvest. So anyway, it's uh, been a tough few days the last few days 
but it appears that as we get down into that first week of August, we're going to get a little break in the weather. We typically, like I said, about the second week of August before we really start getting some of the cooler nights and moderate days that we really associate with planting and growing a fall garden. About all we're doing now is to get a few things started and they will sort of suffer for a few weeks until the weather begins to break. Then they'll thrive in late uh, August and through the month of September. Okay, thank you, Chuck. Yep. <laughs>